Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. How you doing, Heather? Good. I'm feeling like a new person. You are. I'm kind of feeling like a new person, too. I, I, I remember Jeff who hated tomatoes way back in the olden days. And, and then I started liking tomatoes. And then uh, about 40 minutes ago, I was standing in my yard picking tomatoes because sometime in there I started growing tomatoes. And I don't know if I've ever tasted anything better in my life than a, a sun-warmed tomato fresh from from the garden I, I think maybe that means I'm getting old or I've evolved or, or something <laughs> I don't I don't know what's going on there so that's how I'm evolving how are you what's what's up yeah you're taking simpler pleasures in in um, the simple things of life <laughs> the yeah. tomato yeah so um, you I, I'm with you on that one and I was force-fed tomatoes also <laughs> as a child and didn't really particularly the cherry tomatoes which my parents grew in abundance and I found that they would choke me if I tried to put <laughs> them in my mouth and it, I got very scared of cherry tomatoes but now I love tomatoes so um, and of course we're always waiting for that new transformation to happen with our kids I have two anti-tomato children <laughs> living with me right now <laughs> But this show is actually not about tomatoes. I mean, I mean, it could but be, it, but it, we'll do that some other time. It could time. be. We can share recipes <laughs> for tomato soup. Um, it's it's really I, what I've been doing lately is um, creating a new website, which you can't look at yet because it won't be done for a while. But I'm reinventing who I am as an author because I'm um, I've got a new children's book coming out coming out in March, and so I'm trying to get ready and think how do I want to present my new self, mm-hmm. um, in addition to the, the parenting books, and then I have another book out, how do I want to present myself to the world? And it's a really interesting exercise because you, you have to think about well, who are you in the first place, <laughs> and then what part of you do you want to share with the world so that you can keep some parts of you just for your friends and family. Uh-huh. Um, but as I was thinking about this, the decisions that you make about choosing to reinvent who you are to the world is, is really what kids are doing all the time. They are reinventing themselves. The new model, the new version of, of Sage or Toby or whoever it is, is different than it was a few months ago, um, certainly than it was a few years ago. And sometimes, um, for one thing, it's really fun to figure out who the next version is, but sometimes we adults who can remember back the earlier versions kind of trap them into, oh, yeah, that's the kid who doesn't like tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And, and I mean, we've touched on this before. Uh, I had this uh, this habit of calling my granddaughter grandbaby for ever until we were recording a podcast and, and, and you helped me realize that, hey, Jeff, she's, she's not a baby anymore. She's five years old. Maybe, maybe the, the baby thing, it, maybe it's time to let that go. But, I mean, this is, this is a thing. Uh, how do we, I mean, 
we don't do this intentionally. We don't intentionally usually try to lock kids into being the baby or the tomato hater, but it just kind of it just kind of happens, huh? It does happen, and I think that um, for one thing, some of us are more susceptible than others. I mean, some people just love the baby stages and love mm-hmm. and have a hard time as an adult letting go of that. Um, some of us can't wait to race past those baby stages <laughs> and are really looking forward to the future when the kid can tie their own shoes and get themselves to soccer practice by themselves. Um, so it depends on where we're coming from. Uh, those of us who really adore the, the, the infant and toddler stages might be a little more prone to trying to keep that growing child back in, in that age, in that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of us may be expecting too much and trying to push them ahead when actually they're still five or they're still whatever age they are and they can't quite live up to being that mature preteen that we're hoping that they are. <laughs> it, it's it's so hard to overcome our past experience and our expectations and just be present right here in the moment with the person you're interacting with. And mm-hmm. I, I, we, 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 we get stuck because, I mean, our, our minds are constantly fretting about the past and replaying the past and, and trying to predict the future. And, and so that whole being in the moment, which, which giving the, chan- the child a chance to not be the baby or to like tomatoes in the moment, it, 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 it's, it's just hard to do. I... Oh, maybe this, oh, maybe confessional time for Jeff. I'm going through this with my daughter right now. Um, In my head, she's five. And in the real world, she's the mother of two and a home owner and and a grown-ass woman. And I still, part of me still really wants her to be that five-year-old. Now, I I try not to treat her like that five-year-old, but... Good. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, but it's just, it's just hard because time goes by so damn fast. And I think that's part of it. People change and grow and time spins and we just get, we, we get, I don't know, I feel like I've been left behind or something. I don't know. Is that yeah. time for therapy well, for Jeff? I, I think it, it's something to marvel at with the kids um, sometimes and just, you, you can make statements sometimes if a kid is trying out something new instead of saying, um, you don't like that. You don't like to do that. Or here, let's go do something over here that you do like. Say, wow, you're trying something new today. Or just don't make any comments. Just let them explore. Um, Often, I think parents particularly can compare one kid against another in the family. Well, Mm -hmm. you're the one who has always been shy and doesn't talk to people. Yeah. You know, or you're the one in the family who was uh, just these kind of traits that you compare against the other siblings. And so kids not only feel locked in a different stage of themselves, but they can feel locked in a role within the family. Oh, yeah. Oldest. I mean, it's the whole birth order thing. And a a lot of that kind of kind of comes into play there, too. I mean, you're the oldest. You're the middle kid, the the Jan of the family, that kind of thing. I remember one time, and I don't remember even what I was asking to do, but I, I said to my dad, he just invited my brother to do something. And I said, well, what about me? I'd like, I want to try that too. And he said, well, you were never interested before. <laughs> and I thought, well, I am now. <laughs> it was the sort of, I'm sure according to him for years and years, I had never expressed interest, so he hadn't thought to invite me. Uh-huh. But always including and realizing that, oh, you know, who you are on a Monday really could be different than who you are 
were yesterday. Yeah. And who you are this year can be quite different. So not it's a child may have rejected you 25 times on a certain invitation, but they might say yes tomorrow. So don't overdo it with, come on, let's go play basketball when they've turned you down so many times. But don't still, stop asking. Leave things open and yeah. leave things open for them to change their mind. Well, I, I've been in your dad's position, and it's a hard, hard thing to do as a hard place to be as a parent because you, you, you don't want to feel like you're, you're nagging at him, like come and do this with me, and, and yet you want that interaction and and so it, it'd be great if kids came with like uh some some sort of notification that would pop up in your phone that t- t- today beth wants to eat tomatoes um that that kind of thing but it just doesn't <laughs> the technology just isn't there yet i'm sure i'm sure they're working on it but uh so the only thing we can do is try to be present and and check in isn't it yeah, and um, also expose kids to different things. You know, um, also I think if they're used to being in a classroom or in a family where others might be better at a certain activity and they've never tried it, maybe invite them to do that activity one-on-one so mm-hmm. that they're not feeling like they're the worst one throwing the ball or whatever it might be. Um, sometimes kids will say no, not because they don't want to try it, but because they're not comfortable in the situation. Yeah. Uh, Heather, you said you're inventing your reinventing yourself for the website. I'm wondering with this whole thing with the kids if we need to as adults, as parents, as caregivers be willing to kind of unlock the roles we put ourselves into as well. I'm I'm the I'm the parent Tell that says, me more. I'm the parent that says no, I'm the parent that says yes, I'm the parent that uh is, is strict about bedtimes, I'm the parent that's too lenient. I mean, we we take on a lot of it's not just us putting kids in these roles and 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 that kind of stuff. We kind of take them on ourselves sometimes and and sometimes it might be beneficial to shake that off a little bit and and be willing to to change and grow and evolve. No. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you might want to be the parent who laughs more. Yeah. Um, you might want to be the parent who's more calm or getting the kids out the door in the morning. If you feel like you're becoming the nag and you don't want to be that role, well, then try saying absolutely nothing yeah. <laughs> at least for 20 minutes and see how that works. And yeah, you can completely reinvent who you are as a parent. Um, of course, um, learning more and getting more education can help with that. But even just deciding that there's a pattern you've fallen into that you don't care for or one that you'd like to try out, like you want to go take a pottery class or you want to try archery, just doing something different um, can jolt you out of who you thought you were last week. I was just going to make a television reference, but I don't think you watch much television and, and it wasn't going to, it would just kind of fall flat. So I'm not going to do it. You ever watch Hogan? You ever watch <laughs> well, Hogan's? People listening might get yeah, it. You ever so watch, you ever, did you ever watch Hogan's Heroes? Well, I know of it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Did you ever watch The Office? No, I don't. (laughs) Okay. Um, um, uh, Okay. Well, we'll just leave that at you. We better move on. Uh, (laughs) Heather's Heather's got to be the uh, uh, reinvent yourself as a person who catches up on uh, popular culture. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, that that's that's not on the to do list. (laughs) That's not on the to do list. So. this, this, what we're talking about is hard to do in a family 
if there's one, two, three, four kids running around and in an early learning program, I think it's even more of a challenge because it, it there's there's more kids and you have sometimes less day-to-day experience with them. I mean, there are people that are working with kids that are coming to the program two or three times a week. And so kids do change over the course of, of days and weeks and months. And, and being able to stay tuned into that um, as a caregiver is, is, it was always one of the most challenging things I found in, in the practice of, of not, not expecting the bug kid to be interested in bugs when he comes back at the end of summer break or something like that to, to let him right. figure and, out and who he's going to be. sometimes these interests like bugs or dinosaurs or whatever it might be might go on for, solidly for six months. Yeah. And so it's very hard not to think of that kid as always liking the bugs. But then something else will spark their interest and off they'll go on to the next thing. So those, are, those shifts can be pretty um, obvious. I think some of the behavior shifts are harder for us to spot. Um, and if you're, you're dealing with a whole class, um, it might be hard for you as the adult to see that a kid who used to be kind of a lot of trouble mm-hmm. is one that has turned around and, say, doesn't hit kids anymore. Um, I cover that in some of my chapters about um, social rejection and how it can be important because everybody, including the other children in the class, we automatically categorize people and say, oh, well, there's trouble. <laughs> there's one I need to stay away from. Uh-huh. But allowing that these kids change too and grow and develop a lot of emotional control or can depending what stage they're in um, they can have a pretty big transformation and um, even going ahead and saying to the class you know I, um, Brian doesn't hit kids anymore um, I, I, I want him on my team who else is going to be on our team that kind of public recognition that things aren't the way they used to be mm-hmm. now with with young kids, this change, it, it, it I, I, uh, how do I get there? Um, I, so I, I walk the dogs in the morning, and school has recently started within the last couple of weeks. And so all the kids, the, it's mostly uh, middle school and high school kids standing waiting for buses I see in the morning. And I can tell some of them, as school is starting, are trying on new personalities and new ways of being themselves because it's the beginning of a new school year and the way they're dressing isn't the way they were dressing when they were getting off the school bus at the end of last school year, that kind of stuff. So I guess older kids, they not only the the whole growth and development thing is happening, but a lot of times part of that is they're trying on new personalities and 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 new new social personas and those kinds of things. And, and, and new hairstyles. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> is that what you're doing with the website? You're gonna have a new hairstyle are you going blonde or something? I'm gonna dye it blue. Oh that'll be great. <laughs> no, actually. Blue is one of my favorite colors, but I'm I'm not getting any hair no. dye. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, certainly these older ages, um, kids reinvent themselves, and sometimes they go down a, a false path for a while and say, no, I don't think I'll stick with that yeah. version of myself. Yeah, like I'm going to I'm gonna learn to play jazz or something like that, and, and they've never picked up an instrument before. Or, or what, I, I remember one time uh, uh, a young lady broke my heart, and I, I bought a harmonica because I, I thought I was going to learn to uh, to play the harmonica and, and, and have and play the blues, but that didn't, that didn't work. That didn't go over 
too that didn't work. Yeah, you just had the blues and everything. <laughs> yeah, I just had the blues. Musical. <laughs> never, never got musical, and then, and then somebody else yeah. came along and 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 life went on. So I guess uh, that didn't work out for me. Still have the harmonica though. <laughs> so, so as we're guiding these kids, if they're uh-huh. teenagers heading off to high school, or if they're preschoolers, or any of these ages, um, one of the ways when they start reinventing themselves is for us to realize I need to give them more independence. There's, there's so many stages of that, whether you're at the stage of letting them pour their own milk or whether you're at the stage of letting them get themselves to and from um, you know, school or the park or something like that. They're almost always ready for the next level of independence before we're ready to give it to them. <laughs> so think about what step you can offer because they are bigger and better and more able to handle things than they were just a little while ago. Yeah, those, those those situations are always hard. On on one hand, it, it, it them gaining independence kind of takes some of the some of the pressure off of you as the as the adult. And the uh, the downside is also the same. Not having them need you as much also becomes kind of a hard thing sometimes. And so it's it's kind of a a bittersweet kind of situation. Yeah, and if you're when having a hard time and, with that letting go and not being needed so much, pick something you really don't like doing for them. Maybe you <laughs> love them walking that. them to school because the the path is really pretty and you get to wave to all your neighbors and it's very pleasant. And you don't want to give that up even though you know that they could walk the two blocks by themselves. But maybe you really hate making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> Doing their laundry. Yeah. So give them that independence and have them make their own lunch. <laughs> and so, and then keep you're benefiting because it's easy to let go of that. Uh, maybe there's a few stickier knives than there used to be. But you still can have your pleasant walk and wave at your neighbors. So oh, if see, you're having trouble letting go, give them independence in areas that you would really love to see some more independence. And see, it's insights like that are why I begged Heather to do a podcast, because people need to hear that. We, we all don't think, of, think that way. That's a great idea. <laughs> what? I haven't made lunches in a long time around here. <laughs> I barely make my own because I don't really like making lunch. But, yeah. Definitely delegate the things that you don't care to do. Yeah, and it's amazing how much pride. I mean, they may grumble at first, but there's a lot of pride they have in being able to accomplish things by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, so go out and reinvent yourself and take notice when your own kids are in a new incarnation of who they are and who they will be. And it's just, it's like watching a play unfolding the next scene. What's it going to be next? And, and and kind of what 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 speaking of unfolding, when are we going to see this new website? <laughs> well, um, that's going to be a while, okay. but sometime between now and March, because that's when the, when book, the book comes out. out. Um, any any can you tease us with what kind of font or uh, or 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 uh, color scheme you're going to be using? What? No kind of teases. No teases. No teases. Okay, <laughs> listeners, you're going to have to, I know everybody's going to mark this on their calendar to, to check Heather's. I Actually, people, uh, listeners should be checking your website two or three times a week, just waiting for the uh, the updated site to go up, huh? Oh, of course. Okay, well, there we go, listeners. There's a there's a job for you to do, something for you to work on uh, between episodes. Uh, check Heather's, uh, Heather's site and uh, and make comments on the blog posts and, and wait for uh, the new reinvented Heather to, uh, to make her internet a- appearance. This has been Renegade Rules. We'll be back soon with another episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode.
Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.